Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on doing the word, living the word, and following the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. Who are you growing into? And there will be more pain, there will be more trials, and there will be more tribulations. And the Lord told us that we would be, there would be trials and tribulations, but he overcame them so that we can overcome them. Yes, DG, I'm going to take your hand and we're going to get into prayer and get into our review. I, I was just going to address Miss Miss Daphne real quick. Uh, first, I'm sorry for, for the men, on behalf of the men, ever made you feel like you couldn't do your job as a mother as well as you could. That's so I want to begin with that. Uh, what I what I think isn't communicated effectively is, for example, as a as a man, there's even though we have a common black experience, how we experience the world is very different simply because I'm a man and because you're a woman. Yeah. Therefore, I have no instincts whatsoever mm-hmm. about what a what a, a black woman goes through mm-hmm. because I'm not on the receiving end of any of it. So I can't see around the corners. I don't have instincts that allow me to prepare her. On the other end, you know how Pastor Kai was talking about these uh, double standards about you know the son versus the daughter. Mm-hmm. I may not know about the women, but I do know men. I, I, I don't need more than five minutes to know like this guy isn't worth anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a different form of strictness about it because I, I know the consequences because I know and I think and I operate like one. So I don't, I, I think they, what I'm trying to say is we need each other yeah. because there's just some things we can't know and that doesn't make me or you less than because we don't have certain shared experiences that's all i'm saying thank you so much dg i think that's amen thank you so much dg thank you so much sometimes uh even apology like that goes so far and so wide so i appreciate you stepping in for every man who said that or even a woman because it it wasn't just any gender so i appreciate that thank you so much amen well on that note we are moving into prayer this morning i'm going to ask uh evangelist ty I'm going to ask Pastor Yolanda, if you're available to pray, Pastor Yolanda, are you available? I see you on the screen, but I want to make sure. Yes, uh, in the middle of meal prepping, but that is not an issue. Okay, Okay. so um, Evangelist Ty, uh, Pastor Yolanda, and then we're going to end with Minister Jermaine praying. So, so. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. Thank you for this day, God. Thank you so much for your love, your grace, your mercy, Father God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for just being the light, Lord God, and that you are the father of lights. You created us to be lights, Father God, and created us to be lights in a place that is so dark right now, God. And I pray in the name of Jesus that we would just ready our hearts to receive what you want to say. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus that our minds, Father God, um, would be uh, transformed, Lord God. And I thank you, Father God, um, for just what you're allowing in this Father God, I thank you for, again, that pain. Father God, I thank you for the hard times. I thank you for the struggles, Lord, because they are producing something in each one of us, Father God. And I thank you in the name that you're you're with us even in those times, God. And so I pray that we even invite you into those moments, God, and to just be able to see, Father God, that you were there all along and that you're doing something for us to trust you, Father God, in the molding and the reshaping so that we are ready, Father God, to be what you've called us to be, to go out and be those lights in a dark place, God. 
And so I pray that we just ready our hearts, Lord. I take authority over all distractions mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus, Father. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, I just want to say thank you again for this day. Thank you, God, for each and every one that is on this call this morning. Heavenly Father, as we come together to lift your holy name and to hear what you have to say to us, Heavenly Father, make our hearts ready to receive. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, make us ready. Even though we say we're ready, Heavenly Father, let us be what we say that we are, Heavenly Father, amongst those that we're around in our daily lives, Heavenly Father, that we are those lights, Heavenly Father, in a time of such darkness, Heavenly Father. I thank you, God, for our pastors and all of the leadership, and I thank you, God, for all that you have done through this ministry and through others, Heavenly Father, as we're coming together, Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, as one in your body, all over, Heavenly Father, that we can come together in love and not look at our differences, but look at the one, Heavenly Father, whom we serve and whom we're sharing uh, the gospel to about, Heavenly Father. We just want to say thank you, Lord, and I praise your holy and righteous name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Yes. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. Again, I can't, we can't express our gratitude, God, and saying thank you enough, Father God, just for keeping us and protecting us throughout this week, Father God. I'm sure many of us experience um, different obstacles, Father God, or different um, roadblocks, Father God, but yet we're here, Father God. So we thank you, Father God, um, for this day, Father God. We thank you for each and every person that's on this call, Father God, representing themselves and their families, Father God. And we just pray for our pastors, Father God. We pray for for um, everything that they're doing, Father God. So we pray for this word that we're about to um, receive, Father God. We know that it's coming from you, Father God. We pray that um, it'll be implanted in our hearts and our minds, Father God, and it will not depart, Father God, that we will um, be um, conflicted and we will change, Father God, for um um, for the betterment of you, God. So we just thank you for this, for this time, God. Um, in your son's name, Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. <laughs> How worthy and wonderful you are. We are, we are grateful, God, for this morning, for this opportunity to gather together as the ecclesia, those that you have called out, the whole congregation of God. We thank you, Lord, that you have uh, looked toward each and every one of us, called us to your side, received us as your children, and even now, God, are watching over each and every one of us. We thank you for the just the simple fact that we were able to rise up this morning, God, that we were able to see another day and which says we have another opportunity today, Lord, to do things um, as you have set forth. This morning, God, I ask, what would you have us to pray, Lord? How would you have us to pray, Lord? What things do you need us to know? What revelation and mysteries do you want to reveal to us this morning, Lord? I thank you, Father, that these your children, Lord, that you are mindful of them, that you have thoughts of love toward each and every one of them. I thank you, Lord, that we are not leaning to our own understanding, but this morning collectively, we're going to acknowledge you because that is the way our paths are directed. So we acknowledge your deity. We acknowledge your power. We acknowledge your presence. We acknowledge your goodness and your faithfulness. We acknowledge your mercy, God. We acknowledge, Lord, um, the forgiveness of sins that you bestowed upon each and every one of us. We acknowledge that you are God and there is no one above you. We acknowledge, Jesus, that you are Lord of lords and King of 
kings. We acknowledge you, Holy Spirit, as the one who resides and lives on the inside of us, the one that leads us into all truth and brings all things back to our remembrance. We acknowledge and take delight in you, Lord, for you said those that delight in the Lord, you will give them the desires of their heart. And so, Lord, I pray that we delight, that we remain, that we stay, that we do not prematurely run out, that we don't abort the time, abort the time of waiting, that some of us are in a waiting season. I just feel it very heavily that some of you are trying to run when God is telling you to wait. And I'm telling you now, you need to wait. God is trying to teach you and build up strength on the inside of you. He said, if you wait in due season, you will reap the harvest. Um, and some of you are trying to run into the field before you have gotten everything, all the tools and gleaned all the instructions and learned all the things that God wants to finish in you. We're in the finishing season, the end of the year. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We're in the finishing season. And so I thank you, Lord, that there are things in each and every one of us you are finishing. Thank you, Lord, that we are ready for the finishing, that we will wait for you to finish, that we will run ahead and, and step out, God, and not be ready for what you want to bring, not be ready for what you're calling us to do, not be ready. Um, patience, Lord, is waiting on you without a time frame. Help us to be patient, Lord. Help us to wait on you without a time frame. So often, Lord, you tell us to wait and then we set the time and then we move. And so, Lord, I'm thanking you this morning uh, that there are some in the waiting season and then there are some, God, that you've told to go that are hesitating, some that you've called to come that have still not fully stepped forward, stepped out and stepped in. Help us, Lord, to step forward, to look forward, to see you. God, um, there's some water walkers that you're calling out. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There's some that you're telling to walk on the water with you, Lord. And then there are some, Lord, that are just even afraid to step forward. Then there are some, Lord, who are afraid to come out, come out. The, the, the comfortability, even of this year, some that you, you have, some of you have adopted some comforts this year that have become bad habits. And the Lord is saying, I'm trying to break those comforts. I do not work in comfortability. And then God, there's some of you now that it's time to come in, come in agreement with me, come in agreement. That's faith, 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 that conviction, that persuasion. And God is saying, I'm, I'm calling out the water walkers. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Those of you that will trust me and understand that if you keep your eyes on me, there is no way, not only will you fail, but you will not sink. Uh, there are some of you who are afraid because you've drowned before, but God says, if you keep your eyes on me, I've called you to be a water walker, to walk above the situation, to walk over the circumstance, to walk through the obstacles. And I'm calling forward the water walkers. Pastor T. Faye, even before we started praying, I hear the Lord saying that not only are you a water walker, but that you are going to raise up a tribe of water walkers, that the coaching and the things that God is calling you to do in this new season, you are going to build up prophetic water walkers. You guys, we are in a prophetic hour and God is raising up prophetic voices. And so continue to hear what the Lord is saying and declare what he is saying. Here's what I will say. Make sure you know it's him and it's not you. The Bible says this, do not add or take away from it. Only say what he's saying, because I'm going to keep saying this. We will have what we say in this season. And many of us don't realize that we think God has brought us somewhere, but everything we've been saying in this season has been negative. If everything you've been saying in this season has been more negative than positive, how do you know that you're where God has you? How do you know that you're in the will of God? If everything leading up to this point has been confusion and negativity and back and forth and indecisiveness, how do you know that now you've landed where he is? And so God is calling forth the water walkers. Here's the thing. When you walk on water, you are not on land. And many of us have been trying to find a place to land 
and get on dry land. And God is saying, I need you to walk on the water. That there are things that I'm trying to get you to. There's a supernatural level, level I'm calling you to. So I honor you today, Pastor Tifei, Prophet Tifei, for the work that you are going to do in raising up water walkers in this next season, in this next generation. I pray over the young people on this Zoom because they're already water walkers. They're, they're already doing things and saying things. So I lift up the Ryans and the Jules and the Tamans and the Aarons and the Jasmines and the Jossies because God is raising up the next generation to not be fearful, to live in faith as young people. I lift up uh, all the children, um, all the Hicks children and all those who have uh, children here. God is calling your kids to be water walkers. And so here's the thing, if he's calling them to be water Water walkers, you need to be walking already on the water. We've got to start demonstrating to our children what we're saying God is calling them to be instead of just telling them who, they're, who they are, but we're not living by that example. The Bible says this, imitate their faith. How can their ch your children imitate what you won't do? And so, God, I just come against the spirit of fear that is still trying to crowd many of us in these last days as COVID is rising again, as things are being shut down. I come against the spirit of fear, for we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Your mind is sound when your mind is stayed on him. It says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. So the question is, if my mind is wondering, whose mind do I have? And so, Lord, I ask that you replant the mind of Christ in us. It says that daily we need to be renewing our mind to not be to not be fooled and 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 compromised by the by the things of this world but be renewed daily in our mind that we are not we're not of the world but we're in it you guys we've got to start shifting our perspective we understand what's happening governmentally we understand what's happening with the virus we understand all the things that are happening but do not lose hope do not lose hope the uh, you guys we all knew it was going to come back. We all understood that there was going to be a second wave. And if you didn't, then I don't know where you've been, but do not let the second wave suck you under. You have been prepared all year long, strengthened all year long. So now when everybody else is sinking, we need to be water walkers. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And there are going to be people that even in these last months are going to try to come and try to draw you into negative conversations, try to get you to, to talk about all the stuff that's happening. You need to speak faith. When they're trying to draw you back, you need to draw them to the water with Jesus. You need to tell them that you are walking by faith and not by sight. That despite what's going on around you, you have a God that has caused you to have an above perspective. That you are seeing things supernaturally. That you are understanding what the enemy's desire is. And he's still trying to sift us like wheat. But we, the Bible says this, resist the devil and he will flee. How is your resistance? If you have not been resistant training this year, you better start now. You better start resisting training, getting your spiritual muscles in shape, because there's going to be more coming at us than there was even at the beginning of this year. You guys, we are going into a new year, and you need to understand who you are before January 1st happens, because if you don't know who you are in him, when the new year happens, you will fall prey to these new year resolutions and fall prey to the cycles that everybody else goes into. You'll, you'll, you'll create false um, commitments. You'll, you'll, you'll fall into um, these routines that have nothing to do with what God is asking you to do. And so I need you right now to begin to, we're gonna to begin to just lift up the name of Jesus. And God, I thank you that you are restoring identity for anybody right now who is still saying, God, I'm still trying to figure out who I am. 
um, as I've been teaching in my coaching group, when it comes to becoming, there will always be two tensions. When you're, when you are in the, in the steps of becoming, there's always a tension and it is, um, in who you are becoming and who you've been. And there is always that tension because who you've been wants to remain when you are becoming something new. And so you've got to fight. You've got to resist the old nature because as old things have passed away, behold, the new has come. Either you believe that you are new or you don't. And so you have to stand in the belief that he who has created you in his image, he that has called you, he that has a good work and an expected hope and a future is not lying. And so either you trust who he says you are or you remain where you've been. And so I thank you, Holy Spirit, just for your continuous confirmation towards your children, toward the remnant that you're lifting us up, that you're raising us up in the hour, this hour, that you have called us to do greater works, greater things in your name. Thank you, Jesus, that you are praying and interceding. Thank you, Father, that you and the Lord continue to have a, 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 a the, we have the greatest consulting firm on our behalf because you are consulting about each and every one of us. You are uh, creating strategies and you're downloading them to us. You guys do not negate the strategies of heaven. We are not that smart. You need to sit and you need to hear what heaven is saying, what heaven is directing. Remember, we said this, that heaven is backing us. That not the father is backing us. Jesus is backing us. The Holy Spirit is backing us, but heaven is backing us. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We need to still know what is heaven saying? What is heaven saying? What is heaven saying? And we continue to, to, um, uh, walk in this posture where we're still trying to decide. And a lot of times we are opposing what heaven wants to do because we still want what we want. And here, I'm, I'm, I mean, all year I've heard my husband's voice in my ear, when he, even when he's not with me, God does not work in our comfortability. God does not work in our comfortability. I'm gonna say it for the third time. God does not work in our comfortability. Many of us have um, been fooled by the enemy to believe peace is comfort. And I don't know anybody in scripture, not near nobody, I'm gonna say it that way that God called that was comfortable in the calling, was comfortable in the journey, was comfortable in the assignment, was comfortable through, 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 through the river. Because even though, here's the, let me thank you, Holy Spirit. I, I just don't know, Pastor T, literally Pastor T, I just saw this. Um, 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 God, the Holy Spirit just said, even when God parted the Red Sea and the children of Israel were making it through they weren't even comfortable to go through because they had never seen water stand up. That even when they were going through, there was still an enemy on their back. That even as they were going through, they were still wondering would they be overtaken. Even when they were going through, trust me, because I'm thinking about it right now. Even when you're going through, you're, trying, you're, still, you're still figuring out, is this water going to fall? So they weren't comfortable. They weren't, they just saw this way and all that Moses said, just follow me. And that's the thing, even though God gives you a way, even though God gives you a way of escape, don't be fooled to think that even when God gives you a way that there are no obstacles on the way. Oh, thank you, Jesus, that even when God gives you a way that there are no obstacles on the way. And what happens is, is that because we see a way when an obstacle comes, when a challenge comes, when it gets hard, we decide that that must not be the way. I am telling you, the enemy has caused us to agree with a false doctrine that says peace means comfort. That is not Bible. 
That is not Bible. It, just because God made a way does not mean there will not be problems, trouble, hiccups, pain on the way and in the way. And guess what? On your way, oh, Holy Spirit. Guys, this is not the message, but I'm going to go with Jesus. Holy Spirit just said this. Even when you're on the way, God puts things in your way to see what you're going to do. My God. He says, I put things in your way to see what you're going to do. And many of you, I put things in the way and you ran. I put things in the way and you stopped believing. I put things in the way and you begin to doubt because you didn't think that I put things in the way. But oh, here's the thing. God says this. I don't tempt you, but I will test you. I need to test where you are. You said, I need to test your obedience. I need to test the three things we talked about, your consistency, your commitment, and your courage, because I need to know that even when it's in your way, I am still your way. That even when it's in your way, that you remember I am still the way, the truth, and the life. And so I thank you, Holy Spirit, that we have got to, today, guys, I'm telling you, if you have partnered with this lie, because let me tell you something, early on in my Christianity, I thought the easy, the easy road was Jesus until I, I heard the scripture that says the straight and narrow is where he is. There is no way that anything that is straight and narrow, anything that's tight, anything that causes me not to, and here's the thing, it's straight and narrow because God knows I need to be able to restrict some movement because if I don't get you restricted, then you will never be disciplined. See, and we think that when he's trying to restrict the movement, that he's trying to keep things away from us and we won't have as much fun and we won't, no, that is the trick of the enemy as well. I have more fun because I'm free in him. I have more fun in God, more life in God, because I'm actually free. We think that on the broad and narrow road, because we can play with sin and we can dance with disobedience and we can we can cha-cha with, with sin, that we that we're we're more free. But you're actually more restricted than you are when God is a it, it, when we're on the straight and narrow, because on the straight and narrow, there's a path to promise. There is a path to path to promise on the on the open and broad. You have so many paths. You don't even know where you're going. And hear me, we have been fooled. We have been partnering with this lie of the enemy that comfort is peace. We've been we've been fooled. We've been distracted that 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 to believe that if I don't feel comfortable with God's what God comfortable, then God God ain't in it. That is a lie. I'm telling you today. You need to renounce today. Hear the word, renounce and, and admit. Because I'm telling y'all, I used to be there. When I was younger, I was like, oh no, this can't be God because this wouldn't be happening like this. If this was God, this would be, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. do you know that, uh, let's talk about Job. I don't understand. If we're always reading, talking about the book of Job, Job didn't lose some things. Job didn't lose some family members. Job lost it all. And guess what? God made the way and then put things on the way, took things out the way. He was afflicted in his body. His friends were coming and literally like, you must have done something. And, and that, right? And he almost began to partner with that lie. And we've done that. We have done that. When the road in the way is hard, People have come and tried to get us off the hard road. And we have started to agree and not even know that they have been used by the enemy to get us off course in Jesus name. 
I don't know about you, but I've had some people try to do that. And, and, and here's the thing. It's not that they're doing it um, in, 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 in this bad way, but this is this theology. This is this, this doctrine of, uh, of, of Christ, is it, Christ is easy and Christ is it paid. And this is what peace is that we have partnered with that really says this. I, have, I do this because I still do what I want to do. There is still a part of me that still wants to be in control. There's still a part of me that likes what I like and needs to be where I want to be and have what I want to have. And the question is, if God took it all from you today, like he took it from Job, would you still trust him? Because God just, God just take us out of an assignment or, or remove one thing and we, we losing our minds. We can't, we're like, well, that can't be you, God, because you called me here. But guess what? God can call you somewhere. But when people aren't doing what God needs to do and you belong to him, he'll call you out. And so today we've got to let go of these doctrines and theologies that are not biblically based, that have been preached over pulpits to de deceive us and get us into a posture where we are literally uh, desensitized, where we don't even recognize the enemy schemes because we have mm, not studied to show ourselves approved that we don't have enough word in ourselves, we don't haven't studied enough for ourselves, that we're just taking what we're hearing and we're not allowing ourselves to really see, wait, 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 God never said it would be easy. And then we say stuff like this, well, if they persecuted Jesus, like we like to do that stuff. Okay, that's great if they persecuted him, but I, here's what I don't see. Jesus's road, Jesus's way was never easy. Jesus's way was never easy. And guess what? He knew what his end was going to be. And he still chose to stay the course. And many of us are, are jumping off, jumping out of the car. <laughs> We're with, we would rather jump out the car and potentially hurt ourselves instead of go the way of God because it's getting harder. Many of us, it's like this. It's like if you if right now I was I was willing to give you a new car but the car was not an automatic car you had to you had it was a, a stick shift but you couldn't drive a stick shift some of you wouldn't take the car because you say I don't know how to do that instead of saying this is a this is a free car and I'm going to figure out I'm going to have someone teach me I'm gonna figure out how to learn. I'm gonna figure out what needs to be done. And many of us want the easy route. We don't wanna have to learn the new thing. We don't have to be challenged by the new thing, disciplined by the new thing, called out by the new thing, have to really see who we are, who we, we're not by the new thing. Many of us don't like the challenges of Christ. And so then we will fall prey to the comforts of sin. And I always say this, the word does three things. It comes to challenge you, convict you and convert you. If when you read the word of God, you aren't challenged, converted or convicted, something wrong. Because every time I read the word, I'm one of those. I'm not saying you have to be all through. I'm saying, but something. I'm challenged by it. I'm convicted by it. But I'm always, but let me tell you the one thing you need to always be is converted. The word is to convert you. Every day you should be making a daily exchange of who you used to be and who you're becoming. Conversion is making... Right. So if, if I'm if I have ones, all ones in my hand and I go to the bank and I say, I, I'd like to I, I'd like you to put the convert this into a fifty dollar bill. 
I'm changing the, 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 the denomination of it, right? I'm changing it. And God, every day, this is our spiritual currency. I need to change the, the, the currency of my past for the currency of my future. I need to change the currency of what I used to be for the currency of who I'm becoming. But y'all, we are on a way right now. God is trying to get us on, on the way. Some of you are still standing next to your promised path and refusing to get on because it's too hard or it hurts too much or it's going to cost you too much or you ain't ready. Hear me. I'm telling y'all just last night, God whooped my tail last night because there are some things that he has said that I have not been obedient in. I'm telling you. Little, and here's the thing. In our minds, there are these little things that God will say that we don't think are a big deal. And we don't realize it's those small foxes that are about to tear up your vine. Because it, it doesn't seem as, as, as important to us. And we don't realize, God's like, no, you don't get it. You, you, you don't get it. You don't realize this one little thing is the beginning of every big thing, I promised. But you won't even do the little thing. You want the promises, but you refuse to be obedient. You want the promises, but you refuse to be obedient. I don't know who that's for. You want the promises, but you refuse to be obedient. And so today we were going to be talking about obedience. But like I told you, I'm always going to follow the Holy Spirit. And I really believe today that we've got to renounce and step back and, and, and separate from from these lies that we've been taught that have caught us to believe that the way of God is easy, that the way of God is not hard, that the way of God, you know what I'm saying? That, 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 that a Job moment in our lives, that here's the thing, many of us get a Job moment and we become the friend instead of stay like Job. And some of us didn't need friends to come and get us off the road. We just started thinking too long. Instead of stopping and praying, we just begin to have a, 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 an argument of the soul with the Lord. Well, why this? Why can't I? Why, well, what do you mean? I, I told you to go. Why are, you, why are we having this conversation? I told you to come. Why are we having this conversation? I told you to stop. Why are we having this? And we keep trying to have this, and you hear me, argument of the soul because your spirit is already in agreement with God. It's just our soul that keeps wanting to have these, 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 these conversations. It's an argument of the soul. And so we start to argue and we don't realize we're arguing ourselves out of a promise. We're arguing ourselves out of a blessing. We're arguing ourselves out of generations of blessings. We don't realize that our argument of the soul is affecting the generations connected to us and the people connected to us right now. You don't realize that the arguments of your soul, hear me, are affecting the generations attached to you now, your children's children's children. Many of you, I said months ago, launch, and you still haven't launched. Disobedience. Many of you, God has just told you to do something new every day. You ain't doing it. And then you have the audacity, or we, I'm telling you, we have the audacity to be like, well, why am I not reaping the benefits of the very thing I prayed for? Well, you're not doing the very thing I commanded you to do to reap the benefits. So we got to do different. You want to be different, you got to do different. And I say this all the time. I'm not asking, I do not want to be better. I want to be different. I want to be different. So, you guys, today, 
I don't know if you've done it yet in your room, but I'm going to say, Father, forgive us. Father, forgive, forgive us. Because there have been so many times, Lord, that you have provided the way and we, 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 we jumped off the way because we didn't believe that you put things in our way to test us, to prove us, to grow us, to challenge us, to convert us. That God, the very things that you needed us to go through, we escaped. We, 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 we ran from. The very things that you needed us to confront and face, we refused to. That God, we partnered with a theology and ideology that, that everything in God is easy. That peace, which is a posture and not an atmosphere, because we we've been we're like well I feel it in my gut I feel God we're not here's the thing you guys and let me say this let me say this be careful about using that word intuition when the Bible has taught us to have discernment hear me I don't need to know what your gut says I need to know what the Holy Spirit is saying hear hear me because there's these things that we, the enemy gets us to confuse these words that we, and these phrases, you know, that are in the world that we start to adopt that are not biblical. Discernment. Peace is a posture. When all hell is breaking loose, there is still peace in God. Will you get, and I've said, I say this to the people I talk, uh, mentor and coach, you need to learn to protect your peace, even from yourself. Because many of you have had the posture of peace and you walked yourself out of it with the arguments of the soul. Because it didn't look like what you think peace should look like. Because we have been told this is what peace is and this is what peace isn't. No, that's what the world's peace is and the world peace isn't. But peace in God says this. It, here's the thing. This is what I, I, I need y'all to love the word. This is why I love the word. Because the word never talks about peace as an atmosphere. It says this, that peace does this. It surpasses your understanding. Then it guards your heart and your mind. But guess what? For us, this is how we, this is how we uh, interpret it. Peace should give me an understanding. And peace, peace means that everything that's happening, that as long as I agree with it, that my mind that my mind agrees with it and then my ears have a sense to it, it's okay. That ain't what it said. It passes your understanding. You won't understand this thing. Here's the thing. Peace in God is when the hardest thing you've ever had to do, and even though you know it's hard, you're like, wait a minute, this is passing my understanding. I don't even know how I'm getting through this. I'm looking at all this. This is past my under. I don't understand this, but yet I'm not moved. It's guarding my heart. It's guarding my mind. I'm not falling into what everybody else is saying. I'm not hearing like everybody else is hearing. So then I don't speak like everybody else is speaking. It guards my heart and my mind so that my mind, even in the hard places, even in the turmoil and, the, and all the hell breaking loose, you're not going to move me out of position. You're not going to move me out of my assignment. You're not going to move me out of the will of God. That my mind doesn't go into the world's thinking, it stays in the mind of Christ. That my ears don't get so attuned to what everybody else is saying, what everybody else is thinking, 
but that I hear those who are in agreement with heaven, not with me. Hear what I just said. You need to hear those who are in agreement with heaven, not with you, because there are times that we want people to agree with us and we don't realize they're agreeing us right out of the promise, right out of position and right out of the plan. He says this, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans, they're expected with a hope and a future, an end that you can't imagine or conceive. My plan, I'm authoring your story. Don't keep snatching the narrative from God. He wrote this before you were here. He knows you'll finish before you'll get to the end. And guess what? Our end is continuous because there is no end in him. It's from eternity to eternity to eternity to eternity. Are there any questions, comments, or concerns? I told y'all, I'm gonna go with heaven because we cannot play in this hour. Hear me, guys. I'm talking to me too. I'm not just talking to you. And I tell y'all that all the time. This is not a me and y'all. This is a us. If you notice, I confess my stuff every time. I, 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 mm -mm. I am in this just like y'all. Whooped last night. And got up this morning and was like, Lord, forgive me. And here's the thing. The lie would be, well, that's not detrimental. That's not big. I mean, you didn't do it today. You could do it tomorrow. Hmm. No, I, I, I can't do it tomorrow. I can't wait another day. I can't wait another minute because I'm very aware that what I do and who I am, there's too many people that count on me to represent you well. There's too many people attached to me. And guess what? I'm not bringing anything to my household that then affects everyone in my household because I just don't want to do something. No, no. So Lord, I repent because I, I, I've been not even knowingly been desensitized and been deceived by the enemy to think that this little thing ain't a big thing. Forgive me. Because what I realize now is this little thing is going to lead to some very big things that I ask. Now, I only don't have, and guys, thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit said this, most of you just don't have, don't have what you ask for because you won't do what he asked you to do. It's not that he doesn't want to give it to you. It's not that it's not available. You just won't do the little things he asked you to do. We're so focused, and that's the, that's the trick of the enemy. We get so focused on the big obedience that we miss the small disobediences. Well, I was obedient to this. Yeah, but you failed over here. Well, God, I, I, heard, I, I obeyed you here. Yeah, but you... Yes. I have Miss Robin and then I have Pastor T. Faye. Go ahead, Miss Robin. Hi, good morning. Uh, I just wanted to say that when you said um, about wanting to be better mm -hmm. and, and instead of wanting to be better, to be changed. And I know one of my prayers has been always to be better and to do better. But now, I'm, I'll focus on that transformation yes, that needs yes, to take. Yeah. Because take. that's what God calls us to. He calls us not to do better, but to be transformed, to exactly. be transformed, right? So that's why I say, I don't want to do better. I want to be better. I want to do different. 
I want to be different because if you're transformed, right? Transformation means you are becoming a totally different person, not a better version of what you were, a different version, a different, completely different. Yeah. That means that I'm not doing this. If I'm just a better version, then there's still some old habits that are attached to that version. There's still some old ways of thinking that are, t- I don't want to do that. So I agree with you, Ms. Rob. I don't, I don't want to be any, guys, I don't want to be her. I know who she was. <laughs> I don't want to be her. I want to be completely different from her. I want to turn around and not even recognize her and me. They need to be two totally different people. I don't want nothing of hers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I just want to thank you for saying that. Thank you, Miss Robin. Thank you. Yes, Pastor Tifei. I see your hand. Good Ms. morning. Robin. Exceptional, exceptional. Thank you so much, Pastor Kai. Um, what comes to my mind um, is the account of Moses striking the rock. Mm-hmm. It was a little thing, but it cost him everything. Yeah. It cost him his entree into the promised land. Having gone through the wilderness, having done all the things, the other things that mm-hmm. God required of him, but to miss out on the ultimate promise nice. that was given to him because he did one little thing. He, he didn't trust God in one little thing. He didn't obey God in one little striking rock with a stick. Mm-hmm. Cost him everything. That was a po- that's a powerful, that's a powerful reminder, Pastor Kai, mm-hmm. that it's the little things. It's, yeah, it's the little things. That's all I'm gonna say. And, and let me continue with what Pastor Tifei was saying, because here's the thing. He, he allowed the voices of others, the complaints of others, the doubt of others to cause him to not do what he knew to do. And it, like, like she said, that little bit of disobedience where we could look at it and be like, well, why, why did God forgive him? What? <laughs> why didn't God just, nope, I told you. I told you about these people. And guess what? Oh, this is the other thing. I spared them for you. And now because you honored them over me, because you didn't keep your ear gate, your eye gate, you didn't let my peace guard you and protect you. Now you won't go where I called you to lead them to go. I don't want to, I do, I do not want to lead y'all and then be left behind. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't want to lead anybody and then I'm left behind. And and that's the thing that we're seeing so much in in the body of Christ right now is is we're we're paying too much attention to the voices of others than the voice of God. Now hear me. There are those that God brings alongside of us as accountability and to speak it to our life, but everybody ain't supposed to speak it to your life. And you need to know who they stand for and where they stand before you let them. Everybody just say they love Lord. You can't just speak in my life. I, I, I got to know them by their fruit. I need to see your fruit before you can play in my, in my, in my, in my garden. DG and then Julie. Uh, I just, I just had a comment. I just want to thank you for bringing up the idea of just how dangerous it is to try and please people over God. I mean, when you think about it, Jesus staying on his journey all the way to the end when he died, 
you know, where was the lady with the issue of blood? Where was the centurion? Where were the 5,000 he fed? Where was Lazarus? Where was all those people that had talked him out along the way? Where were, the, where, were most, where were the 11 of the other disciples that he walked with? Only John the Beloved showed up at the tomb. So it's, 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 I think we sometimes underestimate how dangerous it is mm-hmm. to let other people speak in or try to please people over, over God because a lot of people can be fickle. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Julie? Good morning. Miss Good morning. you guys. Miss Fellowship. Um, <laughs> this was just too good. I had to say it because this is what the Holy Spirit said to me. I know it's for me and hopefully for someone else too. Um, if I can't do what's been requested of me, how can I be trusted to do what's required of me? That's good. Holy Spirit. Wait, hold on. Say that again so Minister Bagel can put that in the chat. That's yes. good. If I can't do what's been requested of me, mm-hmm. how can I be trusted to do what is required of me? Man, that's good. That's good. Because to me, I always feel like, to me, the, the, the whispering of the Holy Spirit, yeah. it's a whispering. And that is a request. A whisper is not a command. Mm-hmm. Do this. Move this way. Yeah. And of course, it, it still is very important to be able to discern. And I pray for that. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many times there's there's even there's a few issues now where I'm wondering, like, was that you, Lord? Yeah. Did I speak out of turn? Did I say it too fast? Or am I doubting now, you know, mm-hmm. and not being patient and trusting? But at the same time, um, this also like dovetails because. Yes, God tests us, but I. I know for myself, the test isn't so he can grade me. The test is so that I can see where I'm weak. It's like, that's what I I need to see where I fail, where I fall short. And so I go through these tests. I go through these trials, not so God can see who I am, but so I can see who I am in God and fix it. But for sure, it's, it's, um, I know, of course, as a businesswoman, as a mother, as a daughter, as a friend, um, I know that there's definitely been times where I have felt the spirit tell me mm-hmm. or rather suggest something. Let me see if you're going to do this. Yeah. And if I don't follow those things first, if I don't move, not just move, but move willingly, yeah. fearfully, gratefully, mm. graciously, if I miss any of those little things that have been requested of me, yeah. God is like, oh, okay, you're not qualified right now to do the things that are required later on. Yes, Lord. That's good. Just a few steps ahead. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to say that. I had to say that because the Holy Spirit said that to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Something, even if it's something that you, you know, feel the Lord would have you to share about what we've been saying. Um, or just, Ryan? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> well, as you guys know, I've recently turned 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and my whole like resolution, I guess, um, when as I turned 16 is I wanted to become a new person. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to take um, the mindset I had when I was 15 and the mistakes I made 
and the habits that I adopted into my 16 year. And it was really a struggle because I knew the enemy was coming for me. And so I kept telling myself, don't break or don't give in, don't like you can do this and encourage myself and stay invested in the Lord. And then I just got too distracted and I broke and it really took me on a roller coaster ride and a spiral downward. And I literally became that 15 year old girl at the beginning of when I first turned 15. And I was just, I didn't want to be her again. And I worked so hard mm -hmm. to get to where I am. And so when I broke and I didn't keep that expectation for myself, I just said, like, I give up. Like, this is just not going well. So now I don't really know what to do because I'm really hard on myself and I'm trying to give myself grace, but also keep myself accountable. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm just struggling right now. So, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, and I'm not, I don't know if you heard me before, but it's when we are determined to become, it doesn't mean becoming is easy. And so the thing is you keep declaring what you desire because it's in line with the word. So God, I, my desire is to be a new creature, but understand this, that you're going to be for the rest of your life being made into that new creature every day. It is if you every day show up and say, God, I'm still here. Every day he's going to give you um, a new perspective of who you are, new insight through his word. The Holy Spirit is going to be speaking to you. So you do have to give yourself grace because none of us, all of us who are not 16, all 16, none of us who are not 16, we are still becoming. And even when you become the next uh, you step into the next place in God, there's going to be another place and then another place. So your growth in him doesn't stop. Your becoming doesn't stop. And I think, unfortunately, we um, all at one time have thought, well, once I get here, I'm good. Nope. Once you get there, there's another place called there and another place. So even if we're talking about the children of Israel, even though they left Egypt, right? Where, which was the, 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 the hardest place, it didn't mean that the journey to the promise was easy. And then even when they got to the promised land, didn't mean there weren't no giants, no difficulties, no, right? But it is co being committed every day to be converted. So God, every day I commit in allowing you to transform me. Every day. I will stand encouraged, even when the enemy wants to get me to think I'm not new, you said I am new. Because here's the thing, I don't know about anybody else, but you don't always feel new. <laughs> and a lot of days you are fighting to keep new. I don't, know, I don't know about anybody else, right? So even as you mature, Ryan, we all have had to learn, me too. Because there's probably a lot of us that have been, I, I'm a hard on myself person too, but I've had to learn that the God's grace that he extended to me is this. Grace, as much as we know it to be the unmerited favor of God, we also have to know this. Grace is also this, the ability to grow. So the grace that you give yourself is saying this, I give myself the grace to grow. That every day I won't be perfect. Every day I might not make the mark and I will make mistakes, but it does not mean I'm not growing. 
does not mean that I'm not trans transforming. And here's the other thing. There is a cocoon phase before you start, before you come the butterfly, right? So we all have to be the caterpillar first. We all crawl first, just like a just like a baby crawls before the baby begins to walk, right? So the baby crawls first, then the baby has to learn how to lift itself up, then the baby, right? Then the baby starts holding on to things to get around. Then the baby begins to walk. So you have to realize you are in stages of growth. Give yourself the grace to grow. I hope that helps, baby girl. Are you there? Ryan, did we lose you? Sorry, my mic was off, but yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. Anyone else? Anyone else? We've got a few minutes. Anyone else? Uh, anyone have anything to share? And, oh, Diane, Miss Diane, I'm sorry. I see your hand right now. I just, um, just wanted to let Ryan know I'm seriously inspired by you, Ryan. And I just, when you started speaking and I just started thinking, you know, Lord, I, you know, if I could turn the clock back, I wished I had your wisdom at your age and your commitment to Christ. Um, you just sound like such a winner to me. And you're, I just, in everything, in your, in your um, stumbling and, you know, not achieving what you wanted to achieve for God, I just really felt um, that he's delighted in you. You know, he delights in you. He delights in how you, you're so determined to, to please him so you know I just wanted to come on and just encourage you because I, I literally the minute you started speaking I just felt um, a, a deluge of admiration for your love for Christ and you know so just be encouraged you're, you really sound to me like you're in such a great place and I totally agree with the pastor you know we we literally go from glory to glory so you know it's, you know, welcome to the new stage and his mercies are new every morning, every morning. every morning. So, you know, God bless you. And I'm so inspired by you. Thank you. Thank Amen. you. Amen. I want to, um, Pastor Alex uh, just shared something that he wanted me to share with you all. Um, it's this picture. So if we're talking about someone who um, um, gets pregnant, but makes the decision to abort their child, he said this, most abortions happen because of two things discomfort and a lack of commitment. So he said this, be careful what you say you don't want. I'm gonna say it again. Most abortions happen because of the discomfort or the lack of commitment, right? Not being, I'm, I, I'm unable, I don't want this. And so he said, be careful what you say you don't want because there are things that God is asking you to carry. And some of you are saying, I don't want that. I don't want to carry that. I don't want to go through that. I don't want to handle that. I don't like that. So he said, be careful what you say you don't want. That's good. Because here's the thing. God isn't asking you to want it. He's just asking you to be willing. He's not asking you to want it. He did not even ask him, do you want this? He's asking, will you be willing? Will you be willing to carry the promise God has wants you to carry? Or will you tell God no, because it don't look like you, you think it should look. It don't move like you think it should move. It ain't as cute as you think it should be. It has some, 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 some issues.
Will you be willing to say, I'll do it even when I don't want it? I don't know about y'all. There's been a lot of things I did not want to do that God asked me to do. I'm still doing things I did just like all my natural want to do. But God, I told God, my life is yours. Not on some, I sang the song, my life is not my own, just to be singing. I literally told the Lord, my life is yours, whatever I will be willing. And I'm telling you, everything that I've been willing to do was not easy to do and it is not comfortable to do. But I don't want to abort what God is, 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 is asking. I don't want to miss the blessings attached to it. I don't want to miss the promises awaiting because I just didn't want to do it. Anyone have anything else to share before we close? I don't, I don't know if this is even necessary, but I, I'm just sitting here and this is very hard to hear and uncomfortable to hear, but I'm, 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 I'm receiving it. Amen. 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 And I, 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 come on, who else? Was this hard to hear today? Was this hard to receive? Be honest. Like, don't be like, oh no, it was easy. Cause that's when, cause here's that other thing. Let me tell you the two things that the enemy did to us really early when we first probably got into the faith. Who remembered that most of the hard messages you heard, you you always thought about somebody else it was for? <laughs> Anybody? He'd be like, oh, man, you should have been here today. Or, oh, that was definitely for such and such. Oh, that was really for that. that. It was always for us. Because guess what? The word is, I always tell y'all, it's about us. But we're always looking at who's it for. You too, me too, all of us too. So, like, raise your hand, all of us today. There was some hard stuff. So uh, if it was hard and you're in the screen, you should lift your hand right now. I don't know about anybody else. I'm looking at some of y'all, you ain't lifting your hand. So maybe it was easy for you, I don't know. But Malcolm, I appreciate that because it's the hard, y'all. It's like when you get, have you ever had nasty medicine? When you sick, you so wanna be well, but you hate the taste of that, you, ah, you don't want it. It's hard to take, or have you ever had those really big pills that they give you, it's too hard to swallow, but if you, you gotta take it because it is the remedy to your healing. <laughs> and many of us that today got the Holy Spirit released to us some remedies to healing. The Holy Spirit gave us some, some, some understanding, some knowledge to deliverance and breakthrough and promise. And, and you could be stubborn if you want to, but I'm willing. That's that, that. I'm just willing. I'm sorry. I no, you're okay with Ryan. <laughs> um, um, going back to like the ab aborting the child situation. Um, recently, because it's been a huge debate, especially in um my generation. Um, how do you? I have a question about how you deal with um holding yourself accountable for what you did in the sense to get pregnant early on, but wanting to keep the baby and wanting to um, um, take responsibility and wanting to be like, well, this was my mistake, so I have to own up to it, but not necessarily say if you're a minor, be able to because of a parent or some other, or a guardian that says you cannot. 
Girl, you you know what you. So Pastor Alex said this. That is why it's important to not do grown up things when you're a kid. Mm. Right. And so the Bible says this. When I was a child, I acted like a child. I thought like a child. But when I became an adult, right, I had to put away childish things. So that's one thing. The second thing is, I do think that many of us don't own up to our mistakes. We all make mistakes. And the Bible says this, to confess your sins, not just confess them, but then it says to want one to another, right? Because in that, after we do that, there's an encouragement, there's a, an accountability. And one of the, I think one of the biggest things that is lost in, in the kingdom is real accountability. Not this, um, because accountability requires vulnerability. Right. And vulnerability says I open myself up to be hurt with my own things, my own information. Now, it's not that you will be hurt, not that you will be hurt, but I'm open because there are going to be some things that you share that someone is going to challenge you that, they, that may sting in the moment. But it's for your betterment in the end. For I'm sorry, for your not betterment, but for your growth in the end. And so you hold yourself accountable by being accountable. Mm. And I think most of us are trying to hold ourselves accountable by only being accountable to us or like I'm accountable to God. But then if you disobey God, who are you accountable to? Yeah. So we hold ourselves accountable by being accountable to other people. Right. But here's the other thing. Accountability also not only requires vulnerability, but relationship. Mm -hmm. And this goes back to where I started. You can't be an island trying to sharpen yourself and be accountable to yourself. So you have to find people who you trust to speak. Not on, now, here's the other thing. Accountability, the last thing is two ways. So you cannot be accountable to one and then not be and return the accountability to them. So it's, it's two people or more than two people being accountable, holding each other up, lifting each other up. And here's the other thing. You cannot be accountable to anybody who does not have the same faith as you. Mm who is not speaking the same language as you and who does not want different for you. Cause most of us are accountable to people who are right where we are instead of people who are where we want to be. Yeah. So I hope that helps. Okay. One more thing. Sorry. Yes, I'm sorry guys. You're fine. But, um, and say that does happen and you do make that mistake. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with that guilt? Like, how do you deal with coming back from that? Because um, if you repent, your sins are forgiven, but also the enemy likes to play with that. You're never going to be good enough or that's never going to get off the back. You're not going to be able to restore your purity or yeah. be able to renew yourself. So, And that's why knowing the word is important. Bible says, now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The enemy is able to defeat us in our minds and attack us with shame and guilt because we do not have a, it is written in our mouth. Mm. So as soon as Jesus is baptized, it says the spirit takes him to the wilderness for 40 days, he comes out. And what the enemy tries to do is to cause him to remove his identity. And every time, right, to, to, to fall prey to a different identity than what is his. And every time he speaks, the, the Jesus returns with, well, it is written. 
And so shame and guilt and all these things that the Bible says, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because we know we're going to make the mistake is that we have to have enough. It is written that when the enemy comes with things that are contrary to who we really are, that we have, it is written to combat what he's saying. So is not just having the one scripture that all Christians have. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That ain't go. That ain't the only, That ain't go. That ain't go always work. That's true. But you need an arsenal, right? So, oh, I know that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, right? But principalities and spirits. I know that I have to pull down strongholds, which are houses of thought. That when the enemy tries to bring a, a stronghold, a house of thought that is contrary to the word, I have to pull it down with the word. Yeah. I I have a, the full armor of Christ. And understanding, you know, so having scripture and it is written to combat what the enemy is trying to make true that isn't. Okay. Okay. Anyone else? We got about, we're a little bit over. I'm going to take five more minutes to make sure anyone else, anything that you heard the Lord say in regards to today, any question, comment, or concern? And if not, if you can, let's do this. Let's start making our way. If you need to get your communion, past, uh, Daphne, I see you. I think you're here. Yeah, huh? She was like, Amen, amen, amen. So I first I wanted to say, like what Malcolm said, um, definitely a very challenging um word today, and I loved it. And in those the areas of challenge, I just asked the father, you know, like where am I doing this? Mm -hmm. What air just kind of like break it down for me so I can give a real heart of repentance and not like an overall view of repentance, right. you know, like in word only, but mm -hmm. I, I'm not changing because I'm not sure exactly that one area or areas where that true repentance, where I'm being disobedient, where I love the, the, the phrase that you use, arguments of the soul. Where am I having these arguments of the soul where I'm disagreeing with Holy Spirit and disagreeing with the word? So really just kind of going down there. So I absolutely appreciate Malcolm just being so honest and saying, this was tough, you know, cause it was, it was, this is a bit one of those big old horse pills to swallow. But I, and I love when he challenges us because he never wants us to stay where we are. So amen to God be the glory because he's growing us and those are growing pains. And I, I, I don't like them, but I appreciate them <laughs> at the end. Um, the other thing, um, little, um, little baby, uh, Ryan, I'm, mm -hmm. I've been engaged people, little baby all the time um, about the abortions and, you know, what if a parent makes you go against. Oh, right. That she did say that point. Go ahead. Yes. Go against um what it is that you want to do and um the beautiful thing is in christ in christ you know a parent that's a believer is not gonna push a child hopefully 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 um to make those decisions but um unbelievers and this is so so amazing because i was having this conversation with someone i think it was yesterday i have so many conversations but just yesterday um i was 15 when i got pregnant and my mom made me. Now, I didn't grow up in a believing household at all, at all. Um, we did whatever we wanted to do. I got saved later on in life. But my mom made me, you know, go and get an abortion because whatever her reasons were. Um, but thank God, thank God. I hadn't thought of it in many, many years or anything like that. And a true prophet came to me. And I, this is what I had shared and basically told me, like, I mean, I never told anybody, but she shared that because uh, God wanted me to know that that child was okay. And I believe that he did that because years later, um, probably not even that long, but later on, uh, it was around Mother's Day and um, 
of course, you know, we're celebrating all these mothers, but I sensed in my spirit other moms who had made that decision to abort and was grieving the loss of that child and could not celebrate even the ones that they still had alive. So because God lifted the shame off of me, because he doesn't want us to have that shame or guilt of a past mistake, especially if we're not in Christ. And again, everything is covered under the blood. And we thank God for that. And there's grace and his mercy, you know, is in those areas. But the enemy, again, he has a way of coming back. And that's what I sensed that particular um, Mother's Day and was able just to share the testimony about forgiveness and to forgive yourself, especially again, if that was an unbeliever or if it was a believer in a choice that was made for you and not one that you would have, because I fought with my mom because I did not want to do it. But because she was my legal guardian and my mom, it was kind of, I didn't have the wherewithal to really stand my ground and say, no, I'm going to do it because that's what I want. I wanted to, you know, have the baby, but being able to, you know, the Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So sometimes even those difficult and hard testimonies help someone else and frees them up. And you can tell that you're free from it when you can share it outwardly because then the enemy isn't using that thing over your head anymore because that's another thing when you're privately holding that thing in because it's shame condem um, condemnation and all those things and you're too embarrassed to share things then you know the enemy still has the power and he wants to use that but God says everything everything he will use to the glory of God but it's for us believers we have to submit everything to God allow him to deal with us in those areas forgive us for what we did our participation whatever it is you think it is just submit it to the father so he can deal with your heart and then got to find a way to use those things because I would have never ever 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 when I when um that when um pastor Alex started talking about abortion I'm like how did, what what I wrote down the comment because I'm like okay but I'm like what and then when baby Ryan I'm sorry when Ryan forgive me I call everybody baby but when Ryan brought that back up and I'm like wow you know and I kept saying God is there something that you would have me to say because that part that really stuck out was when your parent or guardian forces you to make a decision, you know, because, you know, there's a lot of shame in our older generations. They don't want us to know that they're being, you know, failing as a parent, that I wasn't watching, but I, I was one of those willful kids. I did what I wanted to do, you know what I'm saying? So um, I pray that I know I'm probably rambling now, but I pray that Ryan, whomever you're speaking of, that God will give you the exact words to go and comfort that person. And I believe just start an intercession for those people right now, because I know you deal a lot in your generation with people who want to, um, are wrestling with abortion. They think they have the rights and all of that. But as a believer, we tell them what the word of God says and we leave them there with that. And then they have to make that decision um, after that. So, um, uh, as often, whenever God puts you on my heart, Miss Little Ryan, I will definitely be praying for you and definitely in that area. So, um, to God be the glory. Thank Amen. you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Miss Daphne. Thank you for sharing too and being honest. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to take communion. So, if you have your communion or, or if you need to get your communion, I'm going to give you about two minutes. Um, thank you again, Ms. Daphne, for sharing and being so transparent or vulnerable, I should say, to share even, you know, what happened to you. Um, there are so many stories of women who haven't or weren't able to make choices as children, you know, and, and, and here's what I would say on a spiritual aspect. Um, 
I think so often we as adults are not listening to children. Um, we are raising them in the faith, but then we are not listening to them when God gives them uh, a voice to speak. Um, and Jesus said this, so for all the little children to me, Jesus never moved the children away. And I think because we have um, a lot of these old children should be seen and not heard. You don't understand that it may be a child, God speaking to a child that saves your whole household. So, um, and I'm talking about them talking about godly stuff. I ain't just talking, they just talking. That ain't what I'm saying. <laughs> but also that we have to learn um, because there were a lot of things. God literally began to speak to me when I was about 12 and 13, actually 10, I'm 10 years old in dreams. And then I began to hear his voice. But because I did not have an understanding of that, there were things that in my family that God warned us, but we didn't see them as warnings. We didn't take heed. I would just say them, you know what I mean? And my mom would go, why say that? I'm like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Even though we loved God, but because I, we didn't ha I didn't have the wherewithal, you know, about prophecy and discernment, word of wisdom, word of knowledge. So, you know, especially those of you who are on this you know, are connected here in this part of the body that are rearing children and grandchildren in the faith. What you can't do is rear them and want them to grow in God, but then mute them when God speaks through them. Hear me, because there are times that God will use, and here's the thing, it's not that I think we're still in this do as I say, not as I do, because we have not begun to do different. And then when a kid calls you on it, you be like, ah, da, 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 da. you know, but um, we're, we're trying to raise up a generation. And so we've got to be able to hear what God is saying through them for us. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the K-How podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla. That's K-H-O-W O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.